My favorite part of, of that little video lead-in clip is me watching you with a little head bob going on. Everybody out there, I love it. Some of you guys, some of the men are a little too cool, but we kept the lights down dim so you could appear like no one noticed, but I saw you. I saw you. It's all good. Well, welcome everyone. I'm Jeff, and I'm one of our pastors on our staff, and uh, we're uh, three weeks into this series that we called Faith Dance. Because this whole walking, following God is, is like this uh, dance. It's some tug, it's some pull, it's some, it's at our, on our part sometimes, some like confusion and God, how do we do this? And so what we're doing is we're looking at a book in the Bible called James. James uh, wrote his own book uh, underneath the, the inspiration of God. Uh, James was the brother of Jesus uh, after uh, Jesus was was dropped down onto this earth by God. Jesus is God in a bod. Uh, James grew up. James was uh, actually uh, Mary and Joseph hooked up, got married, got married, hooked up, and had James. James grew up. And after he left his family's household is when he wrote James. Um, I, I think that's kind of cool that um, and, and ironic that someone who lives at home could actually think your brother was God. Um, so... Uh, so the relevance of James, the, uh, the the magnitude of this book is really, really, I think, incredible. It's noted as one of the most, probably the most um, applicable, most practical book of the Bible. Uh, so we're going to dive in this morning, and I, I really feel like this is good. This is this conversation today is good. I've I told Christy, I just leaned over to my that's my wife, and I said I, I felt like I had a, an aha moment as I was preaching last hour. I hope I can unpack that aha moment of what I feel like maybe I have been learning from God over the last several months that kind of came into some like to some verbiage like God was kind of helping me grasp even what I was saying last hour so I think this is going to going to be important to us and as we have said over the last several weeks on these odd weeks that it's kind of like drizzly and rainy out I know as a pastor that people struggle coming to church when it rains I don't know why but here's what I do know. If you're here, you didn't accidentally stumble in the church you chose to come. So that being said, uh, I think God has something for you today and something to grow you, something to shape you. So my hope is, and I think this is the hope of every week, as we walk through this, as we have this conversation, as, and as we wrap it up here in the next few minutes, my hope is that you will take some spiritual steps of faith. So if God leads you today to say, do X, do Y, do Z, you know, take a step and, and do what God tells you to do. That's our aim and our goal every week that you would take some spiritual step. Some of you might be growth. Some of you today, it might be for the very first time you say yes to Jesus, that he would be your savior today and he'd be your leader and your forgiver. So that's our hope today. All right, so let's do this. Let's jump in. Uh, let me kind of unpack where I'm going. Today I want to talk about making, making good decisions, making good decisions. In fact, I want to talk today even one step further. I want to look at today of how we make wise decisions. Now, how many of you would say that you're, you, you could be at a place this morning where you're in need of making a wise decision, whether it be... Um, you're, 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 you know, you're a student and you're trying to figure out where, like where you're going to go to college, um, or whether you're, 
you're dating and you're trying to figure out, should I break up with this person? Should I date this person? Or maybe you are someone who's like, I'm, I'm considering getting married. I need wisdom. I need direction. Can God, can you tell me what to do? Should I marry this guy, this girl? Maybe you're, maybe you need some, some divine direction and help on, do we have another kid? Do we buy a house? Do we rent? Do I uh, take this new job? Do I move to this new city? That would be kind of some categories. Or how many would just say, man, I'm just wrestling with something and I just need some clarity on it. How many, all that might be somewhere where some of you are today. Just raise your hand. It's a lot of us. It's probably three quarters of us, three quarters of us here today. Um, so here's my hope. My hope is that we, we figure out something that I think that we see in James and we see in um, some different places in the Bible that will help us with a tension that I have. All right, here's my tension. All right, and I, I often will say this, and you've heard me say it before here many times, and I think this is where a lot of us are at. How many of you have ever said, and this is my tension, God, if you'll just tell me what to do, I'll go do it. Anybody ever said that before? Anybody felt like, God, just help hook a brother up, Right? Like, I'm, I'm not wanting to be bad or evil. I'd like, to, I'd like to have the best life possible, or I'd like to have a good marriage, or I'd like to have, you know, good financial. I'd like to be good, good place financially, so I'd like to make good financial decisions. God, I'd like to be a good parent, or I'd love to be a, even a, I just God, I want to be a good follower. Help, help hook a brother up. If you'll tell me what to do, I'll go do it, right? And I know most of us would be, the type of person here, if God told you what to do, you'd be smart enough to go do it. It'd be dumb not to do what God told you to go do. You'd be like, here's, a, here's an omnipotent, perfect, all-knowing God, knowing the, the, the course ahead of us and us choosing the opposite of what he knows is best for us. It'd be dumb. So if that's like you, the tension I have is if God, if God would tell me what to do, I'd go do it. The problem is... God doesn't always tell us what to do on purpose. I don't throw something at me. Let me unpack this. Because I want to show you from Scripture that there are, there are going to be some times in your life where God speaks to you. And he gives you like, Jeff, take your wife and your kids, move to Columbus, Georgia, and start a church. And, and, and I go, uh, okay, I'll do it. All right? But then there's going to be a whole lot of other times where God doesn't tell you a specific. I think God leaves some freedom for us to make some choices. Maybe to leverage the word that we're going to talk about today, maybe to leverage a word called wisdom so that we can live our lives in such a way that we're both still following God, sort of hanging on to Him, gleaning His wisdom rather than God just giving us a little, you know, like here's a little present, here's what to go do. Now go do it, and all of a sudden we fall in love with, oh, here's the shiny thing God told me to go do, and I don't need to follow God any longer. I think there's some tension there that God gives us some freedom in that actually leads us to continue to stay following Him. Now, I just unpacked the whole message to you in like 30 seconds. Now, let me unpack this for you, okay? So if you have a Bible this morning, we're going to look at James, and then we're going to bang this around in some other places in Scripture. But let me read you James chapter 3 to set this up, and then we show you some tension that we see with the Apostle Paul right after this. So James chapter 3, it says this, verse 13. Who is wise and understanding among you? As maybe to say, this is a good thing. Let's, let's pay attention to those who are wise and understanding around us and let them show it off or show off it by their good life. 
by deeds done and humility that come from wisdom. But the wisdom that comes, and it just kind of explains some more about wisdom. Wisdom that comes from heaven, so we know where wisdom comes from. It doesn't come from us, right? I know some of us think we're pretty doggone smart. But wisdom, like, like just kind of knowing the best route and like a gut, like that's the best way. And just sometimes you kind of have that thing that kind of drives you into choosing something. That comes from God. The wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all, and, and here's an explanation about wisdom that comes from God. It's pure. It's peace-loving. It's, cons- it's a considerate, submissive, full of mercy, full of fruit, impartial, and sincere. All right, so that's a, lot, a whole lot of goodness that God wants to, to pass on to his followers who are saying, God, I need your help. Guide me. Direct me. Help me. So wisdom is something that's good. And we'll see in just a minute that wisdom is something that God wants to pass on to his followers. Now, to, to kind of flip this around a little bit and just kind of create the tension again, that I think we all feel, let me show you the Apostle Paul and what he does not know about where he's headed and what God's telling him to do. The Apostle Paul, guy in the Bible, super stud, Jesus follower, like could beat his chest and say, look, Follow me because I, I know God and I follow him and I'm the man, right? This is the guy who could say that, but let me show you his confusion or at least what we could read in that he doesn't have a clue, all right? All right, here we go. First Corinthians 6 or 16, 6 through 9. Very first word out of the gate, perhaps, maybe, perhaps I will stay with you for a while or even spend the winter so that you can help me on my journey wherever I go. Like, it, it, you kind of get this picture like, dude, God follower here, and he doesn't have a clue where he's going. Maybe I'll stay. Perhaps we'll get there and wherever I go. Verse 7, for I do not want to see you now and make only a passing visit. I, I'm sure, no, I hope to spend some time with you. Uh, that is, if the Lord permits. He hadn't spoken. I don't know if he's telling me to stay or if he's telling me to go. I don't know how long I'm staying. I just hope I can be there. But I will stay on at uh, Ephesus until Pentecost because the, the, there's a great door of effective work that is open to me. Might be a wise thing because there's a great door of effective work that's been open to me. And there are many people who oppose it. So here's a, here's a statement I wrote down in my notes. God will often, I think, for me, personally for me, God will often not show us what to do, but he will give us wisdom to decide. All right? All right, so let me me just build this case a little bit. All right, so we've we've over the years talked about kind of knowing God's will, right? And that's something we should all subscribe to. God's will is... uh, like for us is a, a clarity, it's a direction, it's a path he wants us to take, it's a best path, it's a best, best method, it's a best direction for our life. When it comes to God's will, I've kind of summarized it in my head. If you want to look at a football goal, goal, goal post or soccer you know, goal, let's take football because I know more about that than soccer. When they kick a field goal, it goes through a goal post, right? The football does. On one side, we'll talk about God's will. One side, you could say that's God's moral will. Anything outside of God's moral will is like, eh, no man's land. You go outside of that, man, it's, it's danger, right? It's going to mess you up. 
right? If you stay with inside of God's moral boundaries, inside of God's moral plan, that's going to be really good for you, right? You, you, consequences outside of that, God's, God's moral plan, that's not going to change. That's an upright God's boundary on one end, God's moral will for our lives. The other side, we, I think you could probably call it God's, God's providential will. It's a big, crazy word. It just means like, hey, outside of this, ain't going to happen. Uh, Jesus is going to come back. That's not going to change. God decided it. He set it in motion. Uh, when, when he sent his son um, on the planet to be birthed as a baby, that's going to happen. No one's going to change that. I mean, Romans couldn't change the fact that he rose from the dead. You can hide it all you want, but God's providential will, stuff's going to happen, and you cannot change it. So God's moral will, God's providential will, but then you have all this stuff inside here where God, on occasion, will tell you what to do, who to marry, where to go, what job to take, but there are many times God just says, hey, there's a lot of freedom there, right? There's freedom there. God, and let, me help, let me help you just in framing this up. God did not create us as human beings to be robots in a robotic relationship with God. God doesn't twist our arms and make us choose Him or make us love Him. God doesn't tell us everything to do at every moment of the day. Why? Because I just think He knows our human nature. Human nature is this. If God gives me the gift that I'm like desperately hoping for, like God, just tell me what to do, then sometimes that, that burden of like seeking Him goes away. That, that, that new gift, that little shiny present he gave, like here's the package of telling you exactly right now what to do, I might just stare at that package and forget the one who gave it to me. You see where I'm going with this? So this whole following God here thing is exactly like the, 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 the series that we talked about. It's a faith dance. It's a faith dance. And it's, it's this following God, leaning into him, staying close to him, that makes the magic happen. So, so, God will often not show us what to do, but he will give us wisdom to decide. So let's look at this wisdom piece. So today I want to look at um, how to have wisdom to discern our next steps, all right? Um, so let me show you, let me, let me show you some, some things in Proverbs. Solomon, Scripture says, uh, wisest, man, wisest man to ever live said this, Proverbs 4, 7. Just acknowledging how important wisdom is. Here we go. Wisdom, getting wisdom, is the wisest thing you can do. Getting wisdom. We don't have it. Getting wisdom. God, help me have wisdom. Begging for me to have wisdom. Might be flipping the script on what we're begging for, what we're asking for. I'm, I'm always saying, God, tell me what to do. I'll go do it. And I think God knows if he sneezes, I'm going to go do it. So sometimes God's like, let me just slow this joker down because he's not going to learn the lesson. He's not gonna. He's not gonna grow if I just tell him exactly right now what to do. He's gonna be off and like miss half of the journey. So, so getting the wisdom is the wisest thing we can do. Wisdom is paramount, and whatever else you do, develop good judgment. I mean, that's kind of all hand in hand, right? Wisdom, self, good judgment. That's imperative, and I think God is longing for followers who cling to Him who are following him so they can exercise good judgment. Why? So the rest of the world can go, world can look at Christians and go, what's up with them, man? How, how are they, how are they just seemingly like in sync with 
what's right, what's good. You know, and, and when they make mistakes, they can, they can rebound better than the average person. What is it? And, and, and God wants followers like that who reflect him and will point back to him. So Solomon says wisdom is, is ultimately, he said, better than gold. So here's the question. How do we get God's wisdom to discern what to do? Three things I've got in your notes. Uh, do you have notes this morning, anybody? Did you all get notes on your way in? Could you just wave if you've got notes? Little uh, pair. Yeah, man. That's like almost last hour. They were so slow. Y'all are awake. You got notes in your hand. We're ready to rock. All right. So how do we get God's wisdom to discern what to do? First thing is this. First one, this is real simple, but it's huge. If you want to know God's wisdom and discern and be able to discern what to do, whether you're 10 this morning or 15, 25, 30, 45, 85, wherever you're at in your, your, your walk in life and where you are in, in business and uh, school, whatever, we've got to do this. Proverbs says in verse 20, walk with the wise. If you want to discern God's will for your life, if you want to make wise decisions, you've got to walk with wise people. Walk with the wise and become wise. The flip side of that would be, if you don't walk with wise people, what happens? You become unwise. Now, how many of you would say in your years of growing up, there were times that you were hanging with some people and you got dumber for being with them? Just be honest. Be honest. Jay, I know you raised your hand, bro. Right? Walking with the wise doesn't ensure perfection. But it's never about perfection, right? It's not about being perfect, right? It's about knowing God. It's about following God. It's about, it's about understanding who He is. Not even, it's not even about having God tell me what to do. It's more about knowing God than anything else. But God says, I want you to have wisdom. I want to give it to you generously. We'll read that in just a minute. But walk with the wise, become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. Now, um, I... I um, this weekend, we got to go to the Braves game and to a funeral, right? Now that doesn't, they don't really go hand in hand. But my, my uncle passed away in North Georgia. So we had family that went to the Braves game Friday night, and all day Saturday was funeral stuff. And I got to hang out with my little brother. My little brother is, his name's Chris. And when my mom passed away when I was 19, um, two years later, my dad married, and I got an 11-and-a-half-year-old brother named Chris, and so we, we are, we think we're brothers, right? Full-blooded. We just feel like God put us together. I didn't have a brother. He didn't have a brother. We became brothers, and we love each other like brothers. People even say we look alike. We just like, they have no clue. We have no blood relationship, but we act, act like we do. But here's what I learned. I've seen uh, all my brother's life that he has done, and, it, and it's this. He has done an, a masterful job with a few things. I bet I can summarize, um, and I, we've never really said this, or we, I've never talked to him about this, but I would say my brother probably embodies three things very, very well, and that is he has always been a person who wanted to know God and walk with God and be a godly man, young man and man and, and married man. I mean, that's, he's always been. I'd say the second thing is my brother always wanted to He's, he always wanted to do really well in life and in business, be successful as a businessman and entrepreneur. And he started businesses and done phenomenally well. I'd say the third thing he's really wanted to do at, do well at, is be great at marriage and family. 
And so here's what Chris has done when it comes to walking with wise people. Ever since he was 11 or 12 years old, he did it with Christy and I when we were, when we were you know, like 10 years older than him. And he, he's done it all along his life. When it came to like getting a girlfriend, he would sit down with Christy and I and say, hey, there's this girl. Her name's Mandy. Her locker's by mine. Can I ask you some questions? And he would just pick our brains. And we would tell him, no, 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 don't, don't say that to her, bro. Don't stare at her like that. You're, she's going to think you're weird. No, no, don't give her that. Say, you know, and so he, we'd, we'd pass it on to him. Now, now he's an adult, he's still doing this. He, 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 he spends time with godly businessmen who are humble. We, talked, we just found out so much new things this weekend about just some growth in his life. He's, he's really reached a, some amazing heights as a business leader, but yet he, he's unbelievably humble. We're like, Chris, how are you maintaining this, this attitude of gratitude, this attitude of like, you didn't get there on your own? And he's like, man, I just, the guys I run with are just humble. You know, and he picks guys' brains. He picks guys' brains. He's learning. And, and he's got an incredible, incredible marriage. He still to this day is going to married couples and going around their dinner table, their lunch table, wherever, and he's going, how do you have a great marriage? What are you doing? How do you balance your time as a businessman and, a, and as a husband? How are you balancing your time as, as a dad? And he is legitimately doing this verse. Walk with the wise and become wise. You walk with companions who are not, you are not going to be wise. Simply said, it's impossible to have a right life with the wrong people. So let me just, a little quick plug. It's Maybe for some of you, it's time to get in a small group. It might be time to get plugged into a circle of friends. Uh, find some people that you want to glean something from and, 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 and dive in a relationship can't be wise on your own and you can't be wise if you're running with spending the bulk of your time with people who are not all right so walk with the wise second thing is this ask ask walk with the wise and ask for wisdom james also speaks about this in james 1 5 and it says if any of you lacks wisdom I think he's being kind and courteous if, if he, when he says, if any of you last, lack wisdom. All of us lack wisdom if it comes from God. All right, we don't get it any other way. If, any of the last, if we lack wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously. Who gives generously to all without finding fault. What does that mean? God's not holding back on the generosity. He's not saying, well, I don't think that person's ever got a chance. So I find fault with them. Let's not pass wisdom on. No, no. Scripture says God wants to give it generously, generously to us. I have this visual in my mind of God as being a good dad, a good parent. And the, the picture of riding a bicycle. And if you've ever had someone help you learn how to ride a bike, my dad, I, have, I used to have a yellow bike. I don't know why I was yellow. I wish I told him black or red or silver. Yellow is not my favorite color, but I had a yellow bike when I was real little. And I, I met, my dad pushed me down the street, and he'd run next to me. And I have a visual of my dad helping me do that. So for all my kids, I have, when they were little, little I played that role out with them. And I, I just, I fell in love with the role of helping them learn how to ride a bike. And I ever, you, you, you've seen the visual. If you've done this before, you know it's the, the picture of a little tyke 
trying to pedal, trying to ride, and the dad running next to them and kind of touching the bike and letting off and kind of guiding. And if they start to lean over and they're starting to go this way, they kind of pull them back and get them going straight again. You get that visual of this verse. If any of you lack wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously. God's like a great father who wants to help you with your wisdom. He wants to give it to you. He wants to fill your wisdom tank up so you can make wise decisions and have discernment and make good choices and lead your families and, and, and follow him and do great things and showcase himself to the rest of the world. He wants to give you wisdom. Um, I, 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 um, I was thinking about this, and there's a part of this that's kind of, kind of unique where we're at right now. We're both parents of an 18-year-old, 16-year-old, and a 12-year-old. And I'm learning now through looking at my kids and also having parents that, that, that and, and I'm understanding God for this, that as a parent, I'm always wanting to tell my kids the how-tos. There's never a day that I wake up and I see my kids going through college stuff or, you know, having a problem with their vehicle off, off at college or running out of money off at, off at college or not saying any of those things actually happen, but trying to figure out school and relationships. And as a parent, I'm always, always wanting to give wisdom that, to a fault, right? And now I recognize my parents, they always want to give me wisdom, right? And so maybe some of you this morning need to hear a little bit of like, chill out a little bit. Don't always tell them what you want to tell them. My parents have done a great job at this. They don't, they don't offer unless we ask. Christy and I now are developing this idea. We want to be um, low-maintenance parents, okay? We want to be low-maintenance parents. We want our kids to have to come to us to give wisdom, right? Now, when they're real little, and if you're a student here this morning and you've got parents and you're under the age of, like, 16, you should need to listen to your parents. They are wiser than you, and you ought to go to them every day you can, and they ought to still at this stage be telling you things, all right? But when you're getting 18, 19, well, if you're still at home, all, all, you know, all bets are off. You're going to get wisdom passed on down to you whether you want it or not, right? That's your choice. But as you get older, and like my daughter in college, and like where we're at now with my parents, you know, part of it's, you know, you, you just got to let them fly a little bit on their own. And when they ask for you, give wisdom. But the visual of this is, I never, and my parents never, want to quit passing on wisdom. They're never going to stop wanting to help. I'm never going to wake up and not want to help my kids. Never, ever. Whatever they go through, I, I want to be able to advise them and help them. And the visual is that bike. Now let me show you the verse that I think is so cool when it comes to the visual of the whole bike. Parent helping, guiding. Here's the verse. Psalms 32.8. The Lord says... And this is his hope to pass on wisdom, giving it generously to us. I will, what does it say? I will what? Is it up there? I will guide you along. I will uh, advise you. I will watch over you. And that's what God's doing. When it comes to the decisions of our life, God's moral will, God's providential will, it's already there. But God doesn't want us to be robots. Robots don't follow. Robots don't, don't know how to love. Robots can't appreciate. Robots can't be grateful. But when it comes to this wisdom piece, this faith piece, 
It's all about us pursuing God and allowing Him and recognizing that He wants to advise. He wants to help. He wants to guide. He wants to help us with making wise decisions. So, a couple thoughts. Parents, sometimes chill out. That may be a word for you this morning if your kids are older. Maybe a word for some of you students today is listen to your parents. (laughs) And uh, maybe the other word for us is recognize that God is like a great parent who he wants to give wisdom generously. And maybe it's something you've been lacking. And maybe it's something we need to ask for. We need to start walking with the wise and we need to start asking God. And the third thing is this. Walk with the wise. Ask for wisdom. And the third thing is then decide. Make a decision. Make a decision. Um, I, I failed to mention this in the beginning of our conversation that in our culture today, experts say that, that the, our emerging generation um, is, is almost paralyzed by making decisions. I don't, know if, I don't know if you've heard that. I don't know if you've seen that. If you hire young people, um, and I think we're all shaped by that culture. I mean, I know it's, they, they say the emerging generation, they're, they're, they've got so many options, they can't make decisions, or they're paralyzed by fear, and that's why they can't make decisions. Or they'll say of the emerging generation that a lot of their, you know, fear and anxiety or being paralyzed to making decisions is also about what they see on social media. It's just, they call it the illusion of perfectionism. And what, what happens to us, and I think all of us are shaped by the, the overall culture. It's not just the emerging generation. I think it's all of us. Um, and that is when we, when we scope out and we follow people online and you see their perfect meal that evening. And you're a mom or you, you cook and you're like, mom never looks that good. Or then all of a sudden you've been working out and all of a sudden they put out the perfect body part. Not all of it, but the, the perfect body part. And you're like, the perfect body, the perfect body. I'll never be able to do that. I'm, why even work out? Because look at that perfect body. I'll never have it. Or the perfect vacation, right? The perfect husband. Oh, my gosh, look, look, what he's, look where he's taking her now. They have the perfect marriage. Look at their kids. Oh, my gosh, how do they all smile for that many photos? And what's happening is we have a whole generation of people that are paralyzed for a boatload of reasons. And they're just scared of, because they're going, God, if you'll just tell me what to do, but what if God's not saying what to do in that moment? What do you do? You just sit. Still make any decisions? Let opportunities pass? You let doors that God want, wants you to walk through that you don't step through? Because you're waiting for him to say, but he's trying to pass on wisdom. And there's this, there's this faith dance so we've got to walk with the wise or end up foolish if we're not trying to make some choices who we choose to learn from, be around. Walk with the wise. Ask God for wisdom who wants to generally, generously give it to us to get to a place that we ultimately make a decision. Make a decision. And here's, <clears throat> here's a verse I want to end with that I think, again, from the Apostle Paul. That, that is just so helpful, so helpful. Um, 1 Thessalonians 3.1 says this. 
I love this. This is Paul saying, so when we could stand it no longer, I don't really know exactly what it was at that moment, but we, when we could stand it no longer, we thought it best. Now, I, I don't read that God told me to. I don't read that there was a lightning bolt from heaven. I don't read that, that God showed up and like shouted to everybody, Paul, go do this. Everybody else listen so they'll, you'll follow too. No, no, no. He just said we thought it best. Now, I know contrary to popular belief, you think that every decision I make from the church, God told me to do. No, not the case. Sometimes we just thought it best. Sometimes we just rub shoulders with other godly men and women, and, and we thought it best. Here's a guy in the Bible, Stud Mac, daddy in the Bible, who said when we could stand it no longer, we thought it best to be left by ourselves in Athens. Now, I don't have any clue if this is like... Um, something of a playoff of the fact that the Bulldogs, sometimes you just feel like you're left alone. They don't show up. I, I don't know. Oh, he was talking about a, di- oh, a different Athens, over in Greece, Athens. My bad. Don't. But here's the thing. Sometimes you make mistakes. Even in the team you choose. Right? Sometimes you're going to make mistakes. God says, I want to give you wisdom. Sometimes you make mistakes. Sometimes you, you, you make a mistake. Guess what? What happens when you make a mistake? On the other side of the mistake, what do you get? You get wisdom, right? You make mistakes. So you may, you may, you may make a mistake and you may get an extra bill in the mail. You may make a mistake and you get an extra semester of school. You may make a mistake. You may end up with another kid. Uh, but, you, but you'll get wisdom. You'll get wisdom. And here's the thing. This is, this is this faith dance. This is this faith dance. I don't think you ever quit praying for God to tell me what to do. I, I, don't, I don't think God wants us to stop praying that. But I think in those times when it's lingering and, and God's saying, hey, I want you to go ahead and through wisdom that I've been giving to you, through the shoulders of people that you've been rubbing shoulders with, through the, 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 the times that you've been asking me for wisdom. You're not a robot. I want to unleash you to have some freedom to trust me that I'll get you where I want you to go anyways. So make the choice. Make the decision. Step out in faith and go for it. Psalms 32.8, the Lord says, I will guide you. I will advise you, and I will watch over you. Some of you today, you're stuck. You're stuck. You've been following, you've been trying to paint someone else's picture. God's like, no, no, no. Be yourself. Paint your own portrait. Quit, tra- quit trying to be like that other girl, that other guy, that other business, that other professional, that other mom, that other dad. You follow me. I made you fearfully and wonderfully. And I want you to live your life in this faith dance, in this tension of following me by faith. And there's going to be times I tell you exactly what to do. And there's going to be a whole lot of other times, I believe, that I'm going to just help you with making wise decisions and giving you discernment all along the way. Why? He doesn't want us to fall in love with the things He can do for us. He wants us to follow 
and keep tracking and loving him. Let's pray. God, I uh, I thank you for the simplicity of your word. God, I I feel like this is such a, a message for me today. God, I thank you for the, the specific people, the persons who are here today. And God, I ask that you would, you would leverage your word to do a specific work in our hearts so that you would guide us to making the decision and doing what you've led us to do. But God, help us to never get lost in it's not about what we do, it's about who we are in you. So God, we love you. We praise you. We thank you for loving us this much that you would guide us. You would advise us. You would help us along the pathway, the best pathway for our lives that you've, uh, that you've laid out for us. So God, give us courage today. Give us strength today. Give us hope today. And God, I pray every bit of it leads us back to you. We love you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Guys, you can stand up with us. We're going to close in one last song. And in an offering. Now, some of you guys often wonder, like, man, this church, they make it so dark up in here. I can't see a thing. Well, we do that for a few reasons. One, for those of you guys that are, like, so, like, you're, you're cool, right? You are cool. I mean, I look at you, I'm like, man, that guy's just, he just cool as all get out, man. He's cool. So you can feel like, hey, no one's watching. You can, you can sing. You can worship. You can kind of let go a little bit with God in, in these songs. The other thing is, we want you to feel like you can give. And have no one judge you or look up on you or down on you, right? And the, and the other part of that is if you're here this morning and you are, you're in a real destitute place. You got, you got the house bill or the power is about to be cut off or something. I don't know. And I know most of you, you give online and we have multiple ways to give. So there's not always a lot of cash. But there's an amount of cash that comes by this morning and it's the amount you need. I, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, it's our gift God's gift to you today. And let me thank, thank you for those of you that are so generous and you are, you're embodying that whole trusting God by faith and I want him involved in my finances, not my wisdom, but his wisdom and his help. Thank you for what you do. I pray God would continue to bless you. And I would challenge some of you this morning. Hey, start trusting God with this financial piece. It will blow your mind. Blow your mind how you can trust God with his stuff. Let's pray. God, use our stuff for somebody else's forever. Grow us, shape us. God, I pray that someone gives, somebody here, God, I pray today gives big and does something so dramatic that it, it, it changes their life forever. That they would forever understand that they can trust you unequivocally for everything and every, anything. God, I pray you'd always use this church to reach this city and you would use this church to reach the world by what we do right out of, out of Midland, Georgia. In your name I pray, amen.